everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Yep, I can vouch for that. <laughs> um, so, Stephen, before we get on to this week, I should mention that last week I was talking about Hosea, you know, and Hosea being within 50 years of the of the uh, Assyrian exile. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't say was in the very last chapters of Hosea when he's talking about a puppet king and stuff. They're really within a few years. Okay. Um, just a few years of the exile. Like they're, and I think Jose actually goes into exile with them. He yeah. dies, he dies in the exile. So okay. So um, you know, even though the, the, the entire period is about 50 years, um, the the end of that book, they're they're bumping right up against uh the Assyrians coming. Okay. And the other reason I mentioned that is because this book we're doing today is all about Assyria. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And and when you said puppet kings, I was imagining Casey or Finnegan as the puppet king. By the way. Yes, and and you and you did tell me when you looked it up, you got puppy kings. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> I thought it was quite good. Totally different. Totally different. Uh, but long may they rule over us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or drool over us. I yeah, know. that's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. I present you, sir, with another bone. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Bud, you want me to just start off in Jonah 1 and we'll kind of go from there? Oh, we should tell people, yes, today, tonight we're doing Jonah. Um, and and before you read, let me say that the two stories that every Sunday school child knows are probably the most difficult stories in the Bible. <laughs> every, every, every Sunday school kid knows about Jonah getting swallowed by the fish. And every Sunday school kid, if people still do Sunday school, maybe they don't. But every Sunday school kid knows about Samson and Delilah and yeah. getting his hair cut yep. and losing his strength because his hair was cut. And everybody says of Samson, he actually lost his strength because he was unfaithful to God. But if you read the scripture, he actually lost his strength because she cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You're yeah. stretching it a bit to say it was something yeah. else. Because God said, she, don't get your hair cut. And, and, yep. and the, the dummy allowed it. He, yeah. he was as dumb as they come. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yet totally God's person. Yes, yes. Which gives us hope. <laughs> <laughs> if he can use if he can use Samson, we got a chance. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah, yeah. And Jacob the the conniver. But anyway, we go down. And Jacob the, road the of, conniver and Jonah the grump. Yeah, Jonah the grump. The the, the racist grump, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Archie Bunker of his generation. <laughs> oh, he, so, he totally was. He totally was. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go for it, folks. Jonah 1, and I'll read for a bit, and then Larry will stop me. Well, probably we can read the whole thing, right? Um, the word of God, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amartai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up, come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Um. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed to, for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And remember, don't pay the ferryman until he gets you to the other side. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, then the Lord went. <laughs> then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. Sorry, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own god. They threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had, begun, Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call upon your God. 
Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. Like Jonah's <laughs> just standing there just innocently. Oh, I don't know. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> they Maybe cast... I'll luck out. It won't fall to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Jonah, surprise, surprise. So they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the land and the, or sorry, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them and they asked, what have you done? For he, they knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not for the sea grew even wilder than before. They cried out to the Lord, please Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. They took Jonah and threw him overboard and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Isn't, isn't this a fabulous story? <laughs> Jonah, Jonah does not want to do what God wants him to do. You know, we, we, I, I'm pretty sure every one of us has had a moment in our lives where we have not wanted to do what God wants us to do. Yeah. Um, I, I think C.S. Lewis actually said, have you ever jumped off your knees very quickly? Because you knew that God was going to tell you something, <laughs> and, and you didn't want to hear it. <laughs> and, and I thought, yeah, that is us. That is us. Yeah. And, and that's Jonah. Now, Jonah. Jonah, by the way, um, he was a prophet in Second Kings uh, fourteen twenty-five. You find out he was a prophet uh, during the time of Jeroboam the second. Okay. So seven eighty. Jeroboam was what seven eighty down to seven forty in okay. in that range. Okay. Remember the the uh, the uh, exile was seven what twenty two, so so this is this is the period of time you're talking about. So okay. Amos, Jonah, um, Hosea, they're all very early. Okay. Um, they're they're very early in in the whole prophetic thing. And uh, so anyway, so he's running away. He's he's running away from God. Nineveh is is one direction. Tarshish is actually. The exact opposite direction. <laughs> he is going the exact opposite way, um, and he's on this ship. These are these are uh, these are not Jewish sailors. They're Gentile sailors, right? And and when the when the waves start to come, they start to cry out to their gods. Jonah's down in the boat sleeping, kind of like Jesus, you know, on the water. Mm -hmm. He's down there sleeping. There's there are there are connections between Jonah and Jesus, but very few. Yeah. And and the only one is the three three days and three nights, right? That's right. Jesus invokes that story, doesn't he, at some time? Yeah. 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 Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> A weird story to remember, but but you know, it's it's one of those ones that you do remember. Jesus also calls the uh Pentateuch books of Moses, which which must just mess with the you know, with the JEDP people. But uh <laughs> Well, they they would say, you know, of course, it wasn't Jesus saying it. It was someone saying that Jesus said it. So, <laughs> so they're okay. So Jonah's getting away from God. 
The ship is in big, big trouble. But here's the oddity. Here's this man of God totally trying to escape God. Here are these people that are, are what we would refer to as heathens, right? Praying to their gods, casting lots. It falls to Jonah. And when they find out that Jonah is the guilty one, and he says, throw them overboard, they, they don't want to do it. Yeah. They're afraid of killing an innocent man. They are so much more righteous than he is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, they, they, they even fear the God, fear God, right? That says in the text, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a Hebrew. Like you serve this God. Oh yeah. man. Oh no, no. We're getting you to shore, man. We're, we're going <laughs> to, yeah. we'll get you to shore. We're, we're not going to have your, your blood on our hands. And, and they can't, they just can't make it. And finally, and finally these heathen people listen to the prophet and throw him overboard. It's, 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 uh, it's quite an amazing story, really. Yeah. 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 And, and Jonah's a jerk. He yep. just is a jerk. Yep. Now he has a reason though. Don't forget. He has a reason. Um, Nineveh, where he is going, Nineveh is the cat, one of the capitals of Assyria. Okay. So if you're talking about Nineveh, you're talking about Assyria. And if you're talking about Assyria, you're talking about the country that is one of the Sometimes they're an ally of Israel, but sometimes they're an oppressor, and they are a powerful oppressor. Now, just around 780, in that period of time, um, Assyria actually delivered Israel from, from Damascus, okay. from, from Syria, right? There's Assyria and Syria. And so, so Israel was having a time of, of wealth when, when all of this is going on. But but they are still uh, an opposing country. They are still another country that Jonah wants to. Jonah does not want anything good to come of this. Mm-hmm. Now his prayer is okay. So now we're in seventeen. Okay. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. <clears throat> and now we're on chapter two, folks. If well, that's a goofy way to end chapter one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Did the people in the Middle Ages not get this at all when they were doing <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> where where does the dart dart fall, Sir Galahad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, right here. That makes no sense, but that's where it falls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, okay, so folks, we're at chapter two. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He so, said, so should we stop there just for a second and talk about this fish? Sure. Okay. So this is a fish. So God, yeah, yeah. from what we can tell in, in any of the languages, this is a fish. Um, some would say it's not a whale, therefore, but I don't know that, that these people distinguished between fish and whales. Okay. I don't know if they said, oh, this is a mammal because it's air breathing and, and <laughs> has, has live young. Um, but, but God created a fish. Now, now, many scholars will tell you that this is impossible. Um, a fish can't swallow Jonah and, um, this, therefore this is an allegory and they would actually put the writing of this, um, in the mid 600s. Hmm. So in the middle of the, um, of the Babylonian captivity, not the Assyrian captivity. And, and that is very common to just say, this isn't a real fish. This isn't a real story. The story is an allegory. Um, it's, and and there's a lot of things about this story that make you think this can't be a real story. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a Pentecostal, God created a fish. You know, the fish swallowed Jonah. 
Yeah. Pinocchio was a real boy. <laughs> and, I don't and, I don't think that was part of the the Pentecost. Oh, is that story. not am I getting no. off topic? I think that's Jim, a little he off and topic. Jiminy Cricket, they lived inside that whale, right? Uh oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they and then they didn't they create smoke and make the whale sneeze, or is that a different yes, uh, something like that. I something I, like that. Now now we're now we're in the deep reaches of Disney lore. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um Walt Disney and um and the Holy Spirit. They wrote these stories. So, <laughs> I don't think Walt wrote that story. He just made the movie about it. Now, do I believe that that God created a fish that swallowed Jonah? I am completely fine that God can do that. I'm absolutely fine with it. And I actually kind of believe it's true just because of the way the fish spits him up on the shore <laughs> and just how miserable and ticked off he is. So I, I am completely fine that this can be real. But just just so you know, um, very good Christian scholars would say this is an allegory mm, mm, or this mm. is just a story. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can keep reading. Okay. So we're at 2B if you or 2 verse 1b, if that matters to you. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help. And you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I've been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought me up, or brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes, comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry yeah. land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't. So this is kind of a weird thing, right? Because this whole story is about this, um, is, is about this guy who does not want to go to Nineveh, does not want to preach to these people. Um, but when he ends up in the water, he kind of turns back to God and says, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to serve you. I'm, I'm really going to serve you. You know, he's got seaweed wrapped around his head. <laughs> he's been sinking down. He's definitely, he should be dead. Yeah. And, um, and then the fish grabs him and he, and he says this prayer to God. And, and the prayer, the prayer is solid and it's good. Yeah. And God listens to his prayer and the um and the great fish pukes him onto the ground and as as one of the one of the guys said he said you know he's been in the belly of a fish so i mean his clothes are are you know mostly eaten away by by stomach acids and 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 he's in really bad shape when he ends up on the ground yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but we don't know all that the only thing that we know for sure is that that the fish, the fish spit him up, and he ended up just outside of Nineveh. Yeah. So it actually, it actually took him quite a distance. Mm, mm, mm. Well, maybe it was a maybe it was a oversized marlin or something like that. <laughs> yeah, a fast fish. It was a fast <laughs> fish. Yeah, yeah. They say tunas are actually very large animals. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. Chapter three. 
Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah for a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim the message I give to you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city, and it took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey through the city, proclaiming, 40 days and or 40 days in Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. <clears throat> when Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. <clears throat> By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw that they did this, or when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction that he had threatened. So, so this is, this is Jonah. Nineveh is a big city, right? Because <clears throat> yep. it takes you three days to walk across it. So it's a very large city <clears throat> in those days, you know. Yep. Um, and, and all that Jonah says to them is 40 more days and then it will be overthrown. Yep. Right. Um, he must, you feel like he must have said more, but the story says that all that he said was in 40 days, you're going to be overthrown. And everybody repents. Yes. <laughs> like, what, like what kind of a message is that? You're going to be overthrown in 40 days. Are you kidding me? I'm putting on sackcloth. I'm fasting. <laughs> the king hears it. <clears throat> he even makes the animals fast. Yeah. Little gerbils had sackcloth on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, it took them a while. You know, <laughs> the crickets, doing all the crickets took time. Um, and they urgently call on God. This this horrible, sinful city that that has been their ally at times, their enemy at times, <clears throat> powerful city. It's going to overthrow them. You know, in what what it, what it we now if we're let's say we're seven fifty, you yeah. know, thirty years from now they're going to get overthrown. They're going to come back and destroy them. This this heathen, godless city completely completely turns to God. From, a, on, from on, a, on on the message of the prophet that says 40 days and you'll be overthrown. Yeah. On a pasty white guy that's got tattered clothes with seaweed <clears throat> around his head. And grumpy as anything. Yeah. Like like um, he'd almost be happy that they were going to be overthrown. Yeah. He is so mad at God. Yeah. But remember, he had just he just said to God, hey, you know, thanks for saving me here in this fish. I, I'll do what you want me to do. Yeah. And then he gets her. It's like, ah, I can't. I hate yep. these people. I yep. hate these people. Yeah. 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 And you might I'm wonder. I'm going to preach God's word because I have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love this story. Yeah. And you might wonder, well, where is Larry getting that from? Well, he's getting it from this chapter. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, 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 I went ahead, didn't I? No, no. You're doing fine. <clears throat> chapter four. But, but to Jonah... This seemed very wrong, <laughs> and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, 
a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord said, <laughs> the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city, because he's rubbing his hands going, please let them. <laughs> please. <laughs> then the Lord God provided a leafy plant, and it made and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, the God provided a worm <laughs> which chewed the plant so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so he, be, so he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? <laughs> it is, he said. <laughs> I am so angry. I wish I were dead. <laughs> As any completely rational person would say. Yeah. Which we have all been there. Exactly. Why are you mad right now? Uh, yeah. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And it should not have, con and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right, right hand from their left, and also many animals. Is just the best story ever told, eh? It's yes, the best it's story. a fantastic story. Jonah is so angry. I knew, I knew you were a compassionate God. I, I, there's no way I wanted to talk to these people, because I knew that you would do this. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And God <laughs> says, you shouldn't, is it right for you to be angry? Right? Yeah. And later on, he'll say, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm angry. Uh, this isn't going to change. So God, God, so he makes this shelter so that he can look at what's going on in the city. And God makes this beautiful plant grow over him for shade and then kills it. <laughs> uh, it, it, there, God can do what he wants with his prophets. Yeah. Remember, remember, God loves his prophets better than. I mean, if he had favorites, they're his favorites. Yeah. His prophets are his favorites. And he does the craziest thing to his prophets. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Yeah. They end up in pits. They end up sawed in two with wooden saws. You know, they end up, um, you know, having to lay on one side and on the other side and, yeah. and doing all these weird things that God has him do. He's crazy about these people. He loves these people. Yeah. And I, I, if, if Jonah's real, and I'd like to say he is, because I really want him to be real. I really want this guy to be real. And, um, you know, and just sit there and just say, oh, thank God you made this plant. And then have the plant die and just go, oh, for crying out loud, I've had it. I have had it. I've had it. You save this sinful, terrible, sinful city. Yeah. On, on, on the five words that I spoke. Yeah. And then they say, listen, why wouldn't I save them? There's more than 120,000 that do not know their right hand from their left. Different views of this. Some say that means that there are 120,000 people what, that are four years old or less. When do you learn your left hand from your right? Four or five years? Or is it yes. younger? Yeah, let's say yeah. it's four. We'll 22, four. 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some people say it was just such a massive city, but others say this not knowing their left hand from their right had more to do with they didn't know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. 
Like they were a people that didn't know God's laws, that didn't know God's ways. And, right. and that's why God came in. But there's also lots of animals, you yeah. know, thought I would throw that in. Yeah. yeah. Might as well save them too. My daughter would be very pleased because yes, you know, right. the, the, the German shepherds deserve a chance. Yeah, that's right. So, so um, and, and God saves them and he saves Nineveh. And, and a part of the story that's real is God saves a land that's going to destroy his people in, in just a few years. Mm. Mm. If Nineveh really did, I'm not sure that they did, but if they really did repent, then, and then God, God would allow them to carry on. Mm. It's an amazing story, really. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's a story of hope, right? That God does care. It's a and story, and it, it's also a story that we can do God's work even if we're really ticked off and miserable. <laughs> he'll, he'll still let us serve Him. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really true, though. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It may not like go that. well for us, <laughs> <laughs> but we can. We still get to serve God, yeah. and 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 He can use anybody, even even a even a grumpy prophet. Yeah, I was going to use that other word. There's a word that starts with B. That means that you're a racist, and I forgot the word. Oh, a bigot! <laughs> a bigot! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Now, I don't know that he was a bigot, because these these were actually their enemies. So maybe yeah. he wasn't a bigot. Maybe we got to give him some some yeah. room there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 God can. I like to believe this whole story is real. Craig yeah. Evans, you know. I, I I really respect the man, but I like to believe that this story is real because mm-hmm. I just want it to be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want God to have that much compassion on whoever He feels like having compassion on. Mm-hmm. What a great point, Blair. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for that. That what a great way to introduce the book, um, or not introduce, but to take us through the book of Jonah is to think about it in ways of this is a God that is willing to redeem. Uh, almost anyone and can redeem uh, a grumpy prophet, <laughs> a, crop, a prophet that clearly, clearly did not like his job. <laughs> well, he could have worked at a university. <laughs> oh, sorry. I digress. But no, but thanks so much for that. Folks, thank you for being with us this week. As always, we enjoy doing this for you. And uh, we're just thankful that you come along for the ride each week. Uh, Until the next time we meet, I was Steve, he was Larry, this was the Apocalypse Podcast.